Hello, I'm Eric Traver with the Information Security Media Group and GovInfoSecurity.com. I'm speaking with Army Lieutenant Colonel Gregory Conti, an academic professor of computer science at the U.S. Military Academy at West Point and an author of two books on IT security. Colonel Conte also co-authored a recent article that proposed a fourth military branch, a cyber warfare branch. Thanks, Greg, for joining us today. It's my pleasure. Before we get to your proposal on cyber warfare branch, let's talk a bit about cybersecurity education at the Military Academy. I see you received a Bachelor of Science degree in Computer Science from West Point 20 years ago. What was taught about IT security and IT assurance at West Point in the 80s, and how has that curriculum evolved since then? Well, it's, it's evolved significantly. I graduated in 1989. For the class of 1990 to present, every cadet has been issued a computer. So starting with the classes after me, ironically, each student was issued a computer, and the computer in the barracks and the dorms basically were wired up and connected to the Internet in the, the mid-'90s. So the cadets have been immersed in online lifestyle pretty pretty early on, which helps in as we try and teach them computer security. When I went through the program in, oh gosh, 80, 85 to 89, this isn't unique to West Point, you know, commonplace. It, the security wasn't very well developed as a discipline. We covered it a little bit in our operating systems classes, talking about ways people could crack passwords and things, but it was, it was very rudimentary. I'd say across the country, including at West Point, the computer science programs have begun to incorporate more and more computer security. It touches basically every aspect of computer science and of information technology. That's one thing we've done here. We've worked very hard to find the right computer security topics to embed, hopefully seamlessly, into essentially every course that we offer. We have two courses here, for example, that are mandatory. So every cadet has to take two courses, one as a freshman, a plebe, and one as a junior, a cow, and each one of those includes cyber warfare materials. It's relatively shallow, a few lessons in each course, but every cadet, every graduating lieutenant, when they leave the academy and join full-time the Army as a lieutenant, they've had exposure to the material. You touched on what was my next question. What is the role cyber education plays in preparing the latest generation of officers in the U.S. Army? And if you could discuss maybe some of the philosophy behind even those who aren't majoring in computer science and the importance of knowing something about that. I personally believe a cyber cold war for sure, and honestly just a full-out cyber wars is ongoing now. Major companies, the, the people that are being attacked aren't really talking about it, but it's going on. Information is being stolen, leaked, machines compromised. Uh, attacks are occurring on an incredible scale uh, right now. So uh, the idea is that we are preparing every graduate so that they have a foundation in computer security. They understand the basics. They understand how computers can be protected the importance of patching antivirus programs and, and keeping all that up to date, as well as just safe operating procedures, how to be safe online, what they can disclose and share, what uh, is not a good idea. Understand that information is slippery. Touching everybody, getting that point across, we're hoping to be agents of change for the Army, for you know, the Department of Defense. I mean, we've got some really talented folks, and they're leaving here understanding the importance of computer security. And then we also have in the Department of Electrical Engineering and Computer Science a number of courses, and, and a number of courses across the academy. So those that are interested in studying technology in depth can explore a great deal more. Is there a major in information assurance, information security, or cyber warfare, or is it just an element or a component of broader computer science program? 
We have made it a focus point in the department here to embed, rather than having a separate degree, to embed cyber warfare, computer security across the curriculum. And my goal is we, I run the Information Technology and Operations Center, which is the West Point Cyber Warfare Research Center. My goal and my predecessor's goals has been to intelligently embed computer security throughout the curriculum and in the right places. Now, we do have some specialized classes in cyber warfare information security, but we also have it in essentially every class in the curriculum. What is the difference between cyber warfare and information security or cyber security? Oh, gosh. I mean, we're getting into semantics. I think essentially they, they all point to the same thing keeping networks secure, keeping information secure, keeping the platforms that process that information secure. I think it's essentially the same thing. It just gets rebranded every couple of years. Is there any offensive component in this? Well, that's a good point. Initially, we were concerned that including offensive capabilities, uh, teaching cadets about offense was very, very risky and, and dangerous. The principle that we followed was we don't want to end up on the front page of the New York Times with a headline that read, West Point is teaching hackers. But over time, two things have happened. We have incorporated a degree of offensive training for the cadets because we believe it's much more relevant for them now and that to defend a system, you need to understand how to attack it. We always teach it from the ethical perspective, but we do include some material on offensive capabilities. Uh, and we also did end up on the front page of the New York Times this past spring but in a good way, it was uh, for our cyber defense exercise where we compete, and this was the ninth year it's been offered, uh, against uh, all of the other United States service academies uh, where we build networks and defend them against NSA aggressors or NSA red team. And we've won that, I'm proud to say, five times out of the nine. We put a great deal of emphasis on competing well and using that as a catalyst to help motivate the cadets. Let's talk about your article you co-wrote with Army Colonel Buck Surdu. You propose a fourth military branch, a cyber warfare branch. You characterize cyber warfare components of each branch currently as ill-fitting appendages that attempt to operate in inhospitable cultures where tactical expertise is not recognized, cultivated, or completely misunderstood. What kind of reception did that mm. get? It resonated very well in the technical community. The technical folks understand that you want your skills to be valued and understood and utilized well. It's very hard to develop a skill set that's valuable and a technical skill set. And once you're there, you don't want to switch to a position where you're preparing PowerPoint slides or something like that. You want to continue on that growth curve. The services, uh, and I can speak more to the Army, they don't have viable career paths right now for specialty areas in cyber warfare. I know there's effort going on to create some, but for the time being, they don't exist. What that means is to maintain a cyber warfare skill set, you're putting your career at risk because you have to alternate between jobs the, the larger organization values and at the same time try and maintain a skill set. So you alternate between a cyber job and a recognized job and, and vice versa. Oh gosh, last week I had someone ask, like, sir, I want to you know, specialize in cyber warfare when I graduate. What branch should I join? And you know, I paused and realized I don't have an answer. There isn't one. So it's this kind of ad hoc scenario now. People are working hard to sort it out. And in particular, you know, there's challenges in that we're, we've got you know, hundreds of years of kinetic warfighting culture, and, and understandably so. Military historians going back in time, information warfare, cyber warfare is an entirely new 
thing. And it's very different than being a pilot in the Air Force or having a ship with weapons on it or, or, or charging up a hill. So culturally, there's a big gap there. And my instinct tells me that one potential solution would be to create a new service, one where technical expertise is valued. The example I used in the paper was I compared the best ranger competition, which is extremely well thought of in the service. It's basically an Ironman for some of the Army's elite fighters. And the military skills, the shooting, navigating obstacle courses, intensely physical. Winning that is a, it's a lifetime career achievement. Uh, and I contrasted that against uh, DEFCON's Capture the Flag, where I've seen incredibly talented people go head-to-head in the, that, that competition. It's about the same length, about the same, if not more, preparation is required, but it's entirely different. Very relevant to cyber warfare, very different from the best ranger competition. When you win that at DEFCON, you earn the black badge, a black badge from that event, and that gets you a lifetime admission to any future DEFCON. It's, it's a very coveted prize. And in the tech community, that's really highly regarded, winning Capture the Flag and earning that badge. But that would pass unnoticed in today's culture, in the services. So coming to grips with that, it's going to take a while and require understanding on both sides, I think. In your article, I believe you mentioned that in some ways NSA could be that fourth branch, but you said there were cultural reasons why you didn't think that was appropriate. Can you discuss that? That's one of the issues I wrestled with. NSA, from my personal experience, has a great deal of technical understanding. I mean, they've been dealing in, in signal intelligence for, for many, many years. And signal intelligence, in my personal opinion, is kind of morphing into cyber warfare because, you know, things that used to fly through the air, waves that would go through the air are now being transmitted as signals on networks. I'd say that, that certainly as we move forward, we have to consider NSA's role in cyber warfare and how they will fit in. A long answer to a short question is we'll have to wait and see. Based on your proposal, why would it be necessary for it to be the military to provide the cyber protection? Well, I think that starts coming down to legal authorities. Law lags behind technology. Uh, organizations, human resources lag behind technology. Historically, militaries have been the ones responsible for fighting and, and winning the nation's wars. I see cyber warfare being very similar to that. And these are open questions we have to answer. Do we want uniformed people participating in cyber warfare? It either comes down to legal authorities for conducting warfare and what act constitutes an act of war and what are people authorized to do. Do we want to contract out to get technical expertise? Do we want the reserve forces to have a bigger role? What role do we want civilians? These are questions we all have to explore. And the, the idea behind the article is I want to provoke some thought and discussion uh, on the subject because we need to do that to really come up with the best solutions as we move forward from here. You know, one of the concerns you expressed in the career path within the military, is that really discouraging West Point students from studying cybersecurity or cyber warfare, or have you seen an increased enrollment in courses that offer that? When the dot-com bubble burst, we did not really see a decline in our numbers. So they've been quite solid all the way through in the number of people majoring in technical subjects here. So we're graduating them into the Army. And I don't have statistics, but it would be very interesting to look at how many are we retaining after they leave and, and you know how are they being utilized. Oftentimes the people we get are very passionate about their technical disciplines. It would be really interesting to look at the numbers five years out, seven years out. What were their reasons for leaving? Did they leave after the commitment or are they still in? I think if we can get a viable cyber warfare career field that's lifetime, this isn't all about officers too. I mean, from enlisted all the way up to, I, I think it's critically important to have general officers. So you have a, a complete 
career path. Once that's in place and people feel like they have a home, I'm certain retention will go up. Anything else you'd like to add to our discussion? That there's a famous General Douglas MacArthur quote that goes, on the fields of friendly strife are sown the seeds that on other days and on other fields will bear the fruits of victory. And that's from his farewell speech and was referring to football. I'd like to think about our cyber defense exercise and the, and the activities we have going on here, our competitions in, in the cyber realm as on the networks of friendly strife are sown the seeds that on other days and on other networks will bear the fruits of victory. With apologies to General MacArthur, I think it really applies to uh, what we're trying to do here. Thanks, Greg, for taking time to talk. Okay, my pleasure. I've been speaking with Army Lieutenant Colonel Gregory Conti, an academy professor of computer science at the U.S. Military Academy at West Point. For the Information Security Media Group and GovInfoSecurity.com, I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.